The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Saturday, February 15th, 2020, live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. He created a brand to help financially support family members of fallen police officers and firefighters. After Hurricane Sandy wiped out his cigar shop, Steve Zengel has an interesting story and a great cigar. We'll get to that today here on the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time. Or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Before you go anywhere, Dave, I got a shout out to a couple of people. All right. We got Chris, Chrissy, Carl, Eric, and Damon. Boom. Nailed everybody. You got everybody? Week. Got Every- them all. More coming up, though. What ends up? We, we got somebody from Texas. That's Carl. Okay. All the way from Texas to come up here. Uh, Originally from Haverhill, Massachusetts. All right. So he, he remembers how cold it was because this morning we hit zero. Went to high school with my grade uh, school art teacher. Ah. Uh, Carl and I, we well, go way back. Right, that, go that, way. That's fascinating information. It is. No, it isn't. It's I know. Almost it as interesting <laughs> as a uh, penny story. <laughs> It wasn't a it penny. Wasn't a penny. No, it was dollar. a coin. It was a dollar coin. You missed the whole point of the story. I know. Yeah. And, and you missed the whole reason. But we got a pro on today and a pro in many aspects. He was a retailer. Now, manufacturer, brand owner, podcaster. Steve, you got it all. Steve Zangle. Nice to see you, Dave. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm quite humbled and honored. Oh, it's great to have you here. You you have a great cigar. You have a great story. Uh, and I think it'll interest everybody uh, that's listening. So uh, first off, uh, let's go to the cigar. Barry, tell us what the cigar is. Well, today's first cigar is Los Kaidos, and it's manufactured in Nicaragua at Agonorsalit. See what I did there? I never said what it was, and I pass it on to him. For Los Kaidos. <laughs> We're I, never, we're that, never going to be professional. That was, that was smooth. We're never going to be professional. Las Kaidos. Las Kaidos. which means the fallen. Then you tried to do it and you fucked it up. Nice yeah, job. It, it comes in one size. It measures six by fifty-four. It is a Nicaraguan puro, and it is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package. A single cigar will set you back nine ninety-nine, while a box of eleven is ninety-eight ninety-nine, which is a savings of almost eleven dollars or ten percent off the box price on TwoGuysCigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. So t- one size, box of 11, the, the whole thing's weird. Two different cigar bands that we have, same exact cigar. Same exact cigar. So I'm smoking one with a blue band. Jonathan next to me has a red band. It doesn't matter. Does not except matter. Except for 
financially? Financially, we give a dollar back on every blue label to family members of fallen police officers and a dollar back on every red label to family members of fallen firefighters. We've given out $8,000 last year. We're looking to do more this year. Absolutely. So was last year the first year? Uh, December 2018. Okay. And then, uh, so we operated a month, and then we consider that just part of the full year. So 13 months. And that happens when you make the sale to the retailer. Correct. You've, you've made the sale at that point, and then it goes there. Now, the retailer's idea is to sell as many as you can, so you buy more, and then this number goes up. Correct. All right. And for you to say you sold $8,000, that means 8,000 cigars. Correct. Very small. Yes. So what can we do Thanks, to... <laughs> well, <laughs> any independent sales brokers out there listening that want to help me throughout the country, please call. Because he's not, when, a, he's not a small man either. I mean, you basically just insulted his manhood. No, I, what I want to <laughs> no. do is, is grow it. Yeah. So Thank I, you for I, I want everybody to see that this number is very, very small. What can we do to 10 times that? Yeah. The more people try the cigar... The more dollars that go into it and stuff, so it's a it's a baby right now, yeah. but hopefully it's going to grow into a big big deal. It's honestly a grand slam. No, not one person downstairs when you say, "Hey, listen, a dollar of this goes to help the fallen uh, families of the police and fire." Nobody says no. I'll take a handful. Is what I'm. Is yeah, what we were getting. Downstairs. But to David's point, that can only last only so long if it's a shit cigar. Correct. It's got to be a great cigar to keep the flywheel going and keep raising that money. And and I think yeah. that it's made by Agonor Salif with uh, Corojo and Criollo. I'm very very happy that we have a great cigar and yeah. a great product behind the cause as well. I'll be the size. judge of whether or not it's yes, good or not. Yes, if we go. ever yes, get a yes, chance to light it up. Yes, All right, so will. let's give it a cut in light. The official cutting <laughs> brought to you by our friends at Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo, the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So the cold drawer tastes like fun dip and pine. Fun dip was the stick that you put into the sugar? Yes. Just the stick? Or yes. with my, the sugar? Mine tastes like grape. I think Jonathan's will taste like cherry because everybody <laughs> knows the band makes it different, even if it's not. It's a little bit of the pixie stick powder. Yeah, which well, is the same as fun dip. Yeah. But is it pixie stick or is it fun dip? I don't know. I, I'm too old for fun dip, I think. I remember the stick, but when he's saying yeah. it had a flavor, I never no, knew it No, we're from the days when there wasn't fun. Right. There was, it was no just fun. A pixie stick. <laughs> he had no fun, and we liked it. <laughs> it was just this. <laughs> soon as somebody got caught having fun, you were in big trouble. That's it. And on that note of talking about confections, I just... Uh, it is sweet. I, yeah. I was up here... Uh, not too long ago, and we had a beautiful conversation about your affiliation with the Jersey Shore. So mm-hmm. I brought you a little something off from the Jersey ah, Shore. Ah, a little taffy. Oh, thank taffy. you. It's Maybe we can do something us. here on the Snack Authority. Oh, uh, Van Holten Saltwater Taffy. Very cool. New Jersey Shore. I will send you yours, Ed. I did not realize you'd I'll, be here. I didn't know how I'll it take, operated. I'll so. take uh, Barry's. All right, yes, good. <laughs> well, it was funny because Barry and I were talking. He had a lot of. He knew a lot of people in Tom's River, which is yeah. where I was born. So I was like, "Man, I got to do this. I got to bring something up." Beautiful. That's awesome. So, I don't know if you guys realize this or not, but we can't smoke the cigar until we light it. Ah, do, you you did not say anything. Differently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun dip. Fun We're going to light our cigar <laughs> Come on. today with the Vertigo Intimidator. The Vertigo Intimidator features four jets, a color-changing flame, and all four jets are fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. Also, the neck tilts a little bit, so it's a little more comfortable in your pocket. The Vertigo Intimidator retails for $24.99. And 
up here in New England on a day like this, when you got to um, get the locks unfrozen, you just hit this with the Intimidator a little bit, and you lock Watch your, watch your paint, but yeah. Uh, well, truth, on the way out, what was it, 12 degrees this morning when I walked in here? It was zero, zero this, this morning. morning, yeah. Sheesh. And I was out last night, and holy mackerel. <laughs> wow, is it cold going right through you. You were celebrating the holiday yesterday? I was. I Beautiful. Was. Um, what holiday is that? Yesterday was Valentine's Day. You, you wouldn't know about yeah. it. Nobody loves you. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Plus, it's that Hallmark thing. Yeah, I don't do that. All right. So, Steve, you got into cigars um, uh, it, as the first cigar. Your first cigar you ever smoked. First cigar I ever smoked, I was uh, hosting a coaching clinic at St. Rose High School, my alma mater. I was a head basketball coach at Point Pleasant Beach High School, and I just wanted to bring in some guys to talk basketball. So afterwards, I had a couple hundred dollars in envelope for Pete Carrill, the head coach at Princeton University. Mm -hmm. So I go to hand it to him, and he goes, Stevie, you had like 100 people here. You don't have to pay me. He goes, you know what? I said, Coach, I got to give you something. He goes, go find me five cigars. Now, this is pre-Google Maps, like pre all right. that. So I said, what the hell? Do I, how do I find five cigars? I didn't know what I was doing. I never smoked one. So I started talking to some of the guys in the audience that were there for the clinic. And I was like, hey, does anybody know of a cigar shop? Like, what, the, where to go? So they sent me up this place on 16th Avenue there. And they said, you got to go here. Go get it. That's, so I literally, as before the next speaker was on, I jumped in a car, ran and got six cigars because I never Good smoked one. So I come back and I give Coach the bag. And he goes, Stevie. I'm at Princeton. You went to Villanova. I asked for five, and there's six in here. I said, Coach, I never smoked a cigar before. One of those is for me. And he goes, you never had a cigar? I said, no. He said, wait right here. He goes to his car, what I now know are cutter, lighter, like accessories. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't know that at the nothing. time. Uh, I, I had nothing. So he goes to his car. He comes back, and on the steps of St. Rose High School, Pete Carrill, the legendary coach at Princeton University, and I had our first cigar together. And what was it? Do you remember? I don't. No? I, I don't. And that's what sucks, because I listen to the podcast all the time, and everybody can remember the first cigar. I just remember the experience. I don't remember the cigar at all. All right. So, but you went to a cigar. Because I, I didn't know what to ask for. Like, I didn't know, what, 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 like, what am I smoking? I didn't know to look at the band. Like, I didn't know anything. I was just happy to have a cigar with and you Coach got, you, And by the way, you got terrible customer service because the, the person in the store didn't tell you you needed a lighter and, and a cutter because you did. Yep. And thank God he had it with him yeah. or else yep. you would have no experience. You not, would not have had the cigar with him because you couldn't have it. Correct. So uh, Somebody correct. from uh, my text messages is asking, is the hands symbolize, is that some sort of tie into the Predator? With uh, <laughs> Carl and um, no, we had two. Stallone? No, we just had two hands together, and I always put stuff in front of a focus group. My guys and gals who smoke cigars. So when I showed them, it was actually two white hands. And it looked like a pregnant dove. Oh so wow! They're like what the hell is that thing? And I was like, is, they're like, is it a bird? Like what is that? And I said, no, it's two hands. And then the designer said the easiest contrast to white is black, so we just made it those two hands. And okay. it's kind of like a sign of unity. People coming together to support others. It's really whatever. You anyway. cannot see it, though. They grasp the hands, and he says, you son of a bitch. It's, <laughs> it's right there. Yeah. But, but, pregnant dove. It, well, when it was two white hands, you really? should have seen it. Yeah, it looked, like, it, it looked like a bird. It was, it was pretty funny. Hmm. Like one of those peace doves. Yeah, you know, I got gotcha. so you. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. So we had to change that up. So you went from basketball coach, you have a, have a cigar. At that point, you must have got cigars afterwards because you got into the cigar business as a retailer. 
Yes. Uh, so I had enjoyed smoking cigars occasionally, and then I was a Division One basketball coach. I had progressed, and a guy at our local school, Monmouth University, was coming into my practices and stuff like that because we were competing with teams we had no reason to compete with. Like, we, we shouldn't have been on the floor, but because I had the Princeton offense, which is a unique type of offense, we stayed in those games, and this guy was like, wow, how the hell are you playing in these games? Like, Bobby Hurley and St. Anthony's and all those guys, like, what are you doing? So we developed a relationship, and we, he got down to Hampton University. He said, listen, man, I need a, I need a coach down here um, who knows me, knows, knows a good system, and can really work. So I said, all right, let's go. So I went down to Hampton University, and after a few years, we didn't make the NCAA tournament. He got fired, and then new coach Buck Joyner asked me to stay on, but we had no really affiliation there after my friend got fired. So my wife and I were thinking about heading back to Jersey, and in that time, she made the biggest – greatest thing for me biggest mistake for her she said you know there's an awesome cigar shop in the mall up the street called emerson's i said oh so then i started going to emerson's and just as a customer as a customer and then just started begging scott for a job wow i was like i'd love to work here until i get back to jersey and ironically scott was born in freehold new jersey so we developed a relationship. I ended up working for Scott Regina for a while, and then we got back to Jersey. My wife says, So what hey, year was that? How many years ago? 2010. 2010. Yeah, two, well, 2010, I finished the degree, and then I went back down to 2011. And then after uh, I started working with him, my wife said, hey, listen, let's get back to Jersey. I said, okay. I asked Scott's blessing. I said, do you mind if I open up a cigar shop in Jersey? He said, no, I don't mind. I said, well, can you teach me? So he really taught me as much as he possibly could. And then I went back to Jersey. My wife said, well, what do you want to do? Like, you're going to get in the school system? What do, like, what do you want to do? I said, I want to open up a cigar shop. Isn't that something? And she goes, are you serious? I said, yeah. <laughs> I, I go, I'm opening up a cigar shop. So I did. To bring wow. this full, full circle, the first box they ever ordered online, probably 10 plus years ago, was a box of Illusion from Emerson. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> there so, you go. Yeah. Yeah, Scott was great to me. I owe so him you so worked much. the sales floor and waited on customers and yeah, learn the business. So a, a couple of funny stories. So Scott, Scott's very, very a very good business owner, much sure. much like yourself, right? sure. down to the detail, right? So he really didn't want you selling anything unless you smoked it, and if you didn't smoke it, you better make that damn clear to the customer, right? So I had to smoke everything, and he also had a rule where you couldn't sit down, right, on the job. So if you're leaning, you're cleaning. Oh man, let me tell you, I saw that founder of McDonald's. So no, I'm just kidding. So uh, so I smoke. I was trying to smoke everything I possibly could, and I didn't realize there was a pay policy, an employee discount. I thought they were all complimentary. So I actually, owed, I owed Scott thirty five dollars and sixty four cents as my first paycheck. <laughs> I was like, I didn't get paid. I owed him money. So I was like, all right, lesson learned. And then one was so strong for me at the time that I had to sit down. And if, you know, Sunday football mm -hmm. game was on, I'm and sitting no there, sitting. and all of a sudden the call comes. He wasn't working in that particular uh, location that day, but they called him. Demetri goes, hey, man, Scott's on the phone. I said, okay. And I figured I knew what it was. And he goes, are you sitting down? I said, Scott, you wanted me to smoke everything. That last one hit me, man. I can't stand up. And he said, he started laughing his ass off, and he goes, you got 30 minutes. I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, that, and, and that was it. So, yeah, he was great, absolutely a great mentor. And then – uh. Yeah, opened up the shop when I got back to Jersey. Wow. And um, then tragic hit. I was how, open. How long were you open? Yeah. Eight months. Eight months. Yeah, so I started with nine boxes of a local guy producing out of the Dominican called Cortez. Nobody wanted to carry because he was making his own cigar and also asking to go into retailers. and like, why would I carry you? You're my competitor. So it didn't go well, and I was like, listen, I don't give it. 
Sure. Yeah. You know, like no one's going to drive 40 minutes from Red Bank to Seaside to decide if they want. I said, yeah. So I opened with nine boxes cigars. And we were right on the beach in Seaside, so that Jersey Shore Snooky situation show was right there. Like okay. it was, it was getting a lot of attention. So we had a ton of people, sold a ton of cigars, and I grew it over that summer from the nine boxes of Cortez cigars to about three hundred facings of every major brand. Um, again, with Scott's help, you know, if I couldn't open up, I called him or I ordered a lot through Scott. Were you doing it by yourself, or you got a staff? And um, at that time, I had a couple teachers who were off for the summer that I had previously okay. worked with coming in and help, and some former players. Because that's the business up there it is seasonal, very seasonal, very very yeah. seasonal, okay. very seasonal. Yeah, summertime you make huge hits, everybody going on a yacht, golf, all that type of stuff, and then winter it just shuts down yeah. a lot. You know. Um, but your plan was to stay open. <laughs> that, that was the plan. Right, that was right. the plan. So we had, well, we'd grown it to like 300, 350 facings. And then in a um, short time. Yeah. So yeah. You, you came out swinging. Wow. Swinging. Yeah. Work, I mean, working your ass. So you know what it takes yeah. to build you. You've been there. You've done it. So, uh, so yeah, just worked my ass off, built it. And then um, that fateful day in October, Hurricane Sandy hit, wiped us out in an instant. And uh just had nothing to do like you couldn't so that happened in october you weren't allowed to they got buses going out of the ocean county mall on route 37 which is about five six miles away over a major bridge the seaside's like a barrier island so you couldn't access it until late january so i couldn't see couldn't my cigar see. shop and for that four month period so by then with the water the mold the air oh, you know God. it's not like those shop got wiped out into the ocean with everything else with the iconic ferris wheel like we were 500 feet off of that my kids used to Helped me come open the shop, sweep, and everything else. They were young at the time. I'd give them a roll of quarters to go play on the boardwalk. We were that close. They'd walk, you know. So, so all was, that time you couldn't even go see all, the property. Four or five months couldn't see the property at all. And then they got these school buses on a day in, I want to say, late January, just after middle of January. We met at the Ocean County Mall. Any resident or business owner, you had to bring your license or tax, any ID that you had that you could go over. It was under federal martial law, right? So then they escorted 20, 30 buses, and all you had were two. They allowed you on the bus two garbage bags, plastic garbage bags. Whatever you could bring back home in those buses, in those two garbage bags was yours. And that was it. So I get there, and yeah, I lost a cigar shop, but you should have seen the families with homes. Oh, like my. lifetime memories. And and they're coming out of a lifetime with two bags. And I was just, I didn't, at that time, I, I mean, it was seeing that. It looked like a scene from The Walking Dead. And I have them somewhere on YouTube. Like, I, What do I you have do for that five months? You're, you're wiped out. Your business is gone. You have no more business going. There's no nothing. Mm -hmm. and, and you say... I'm going to start a new business. I have to get, get a job. I have to do something. You, Did you, you know it was going to be that long of, of unknown? No, I don't think anybody. Yeah. Knew. Even our house personally lost electricity for three weeks, right? So you live frugally. You learn to live real frugally. And then, uh, thank God, there was a local school superintendent who had come in to buy cigars. And my doctorate degree was hanging behind a register. And he called. he reached out to me. He found me. And he said, hey, I had to ask. I've been in your cigar shop before. Is that doctorate degree real? And I was like, yes, it's real. Like, what do you think? I'm like, oh, yes. So uh, he goes, well, I don't know. It's a cigar shop. It's hanging behind a register. So he said, um, you know, I have a school system in need of somebody, an outsider, because what was happening is you had some school teachers and, and other people leaving during the school day to go meet the plumber because wow. everybody was trying to come back from Sandy. And he's like, I need an outsider who could just figure this out and help because I got too many people leaving and they're all leaving and it's being allowed because everybody knows somebody like you just said, he went to school with RT, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. a lot of that was going on. So in January, even before I was allowed in to see my cigar shop, he kind of threw me a lifeboat and hired me as a high school vice principal on January oh, 4th. My. 
So that helped tremendously. Yeah. Changed my life. I mean, it really helped. It really helped us get through as a family. So I was a high school vice principal, and then I knew I wanted to reopen a cigar shop, so I did. Start again. Uh, I started again about a year later, August 23rd. Glutton for punishment. Glutton. Yeah. Glutton. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so we just opened up August 23rd, 2013 in my hometown. It wasn't the ideal place. It was an old sneaker store. Um, and they, they were an icon in, the, you know, in our community, and they had moved to a bigger location. It was perfect, freestanding. It wasn't perfect, very, very low ceilings, but it was freestanding and its own parking. So nobody was going to bitch about the you know, cigar smoke next to you and everything yeah. else like that. Big, so big I was deal. just like, that's where we're going. So we operated there for a while, and uh, then a couple guys came in. We were two local police officers brutally murdered, and while I was a high school vice principal, I hired a retired PD. Frank Lancelotti, um, as part manager to help me out. He'd been a frequent cigar supporter of ours. He'd go down to Seaside, support our events and everything else. So he was there. People knew it. And then when Mark Castellano, Chris Matlos, um, you know, died in the line of duty, we became the cigar shop to get some of those calls to say, hey, we're having this fundraiser, picnic, casino night, golf yeah, outing. Okay. Could you come out? So I called Chip Goldie at Ashton. Yep. And I said, listen, can I get some of those premium house selection cigars, put a beach house cigars, name of my retail shop, band around it, and go out. So I was doing that locally, a couple outings. And then I got called to another county to do it. Then I got called statewide to do it. And I'm giving back 200. Like I'm selling, like they're having an event for a fallen officer. Yeah. Right? It wasn't firefighters at the time. I don't know if you know this. I only came out the first 500 miles right. for police officers. Yep. Um, so I'm giving back two hundred. For those bucks. two guys was was the, Pri primarily, yes. and they just wanted to build the kitty up in yep. case it happened to anybody else. Yeah, of course, you know. So unfortunately, this stuff happens all the time. Yeah, it's right. incredible. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a shame. It's disgusting, really. Yeah, uh, in my opinion. And then, uh, so yeah, so we were going out, going out, and and doing that. But I felt bad because I'm selling the cigars at an outing, benefiting somebody who fell in the line of duty, trying to protect my freedom. Yeah. And I'm selling something. Yeah. And then I'm giving back 200 bucks at the end of the day, and they needed 20000 Yeah. It didn't seem like enough. So I was lamenting at the, at the shop one day about it because it, it just, it, I was getting sick of it. I, I didn't like the feeling I was having. And it, the Jersey Mike's was founded. It's a sub-franchise throughout America. They were founded in my hometown. I taught some of the, the kids that now work there, the, the guys that work there, some of the, the kids of the employees. And they said, listen, if you really care about it, get a set of balls, shut up. Stop being a vice principal. Close the shop down and oh go national God. like we do through subs. Easy for somebody to say, but oh, stop well, well, no, being no, vice no. principal. Shut the store but down. They were, they were good friends, and yeah. I, they're honestly great friends of mine. Great friends, and they're huge supporters of our nonprofit. Huge supporters. Um, so I, I listened, right? Because they, they, I thought they had a valid point. And, and that's a that, that Jersey Mike is a big uh, proponent of giving back to. Oh, right? huge! A, they have a day. Um, they're I think it's called a. Uh, Day of giving or month of giving in March coming up. Well, they'll give a million, millions of dollars. Every store, every location, region kind of picks a nonprofit to which they want to donate and everything. It's called the Day of Giving. And they're hugely philanthropic. And that's, that's yeah. knowing that about them and knowing it's my hometown boys, right? Yeah. We all got to talk. And I said, you know what? That's a hell of an idea. And that's what I did. I submitted wow. my resignation a couple weeks later to finish the year out. Told everybody shops closing down. And... That's what we did. I just wish you you had the gift for gab because, jeez, <clears throat> yeah. No, this is a, this is an unbelievable story. My wife would agree with you. My wife sometimes interrupts and she's like, "Well, Christ, I just want you to know I'm no. listening." <laughs> you know, I lo I love this industry so much, and I don't think 
there's all there's much thought of what happens within this industry. When you look at the people at J.C. Newman and the Cigar Family Foundation mm-hmm. of the things they do, and, and there's many, many like it, including yourself, and there's so much of this that happens in this industry. I don't hear it so much in the furniture industry. You don't hear it in the hairdressing industry. You don't hear but. I don't think there's another industry that's so much giving as such a little industry that we are. I don't know what it is. It, it's that we sit around talking with somebody with a cigar and say, yeah, I want to end up doing that. You know, little things that happen within communities and stuff that the cigar store is always there trying to help out. Everywhere across the country, that's the way it is. And uh, I, I don't think the industry gets the nod for, for that at all because with tobacco, right? It's an evil type of thing. Yeah. Um, Until they need something for an auction. Absolutely. So I can, So I still have the printouts of the request from the American Cancer Society that wanted boxes of cigars to donate to raise money at their general yeah. auction. Like, come on. Right. right? It's so, happened to us too. So, but I understand or, or it. Or the schools that end up protesting against us having cigars or being able to do it. Then they come to me and say, will you donate cigars to the school? And I said, well, it's a children's thing. And, and if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be you guys. They're going to end up turning that yep. against me. Right. Yep. So I can't give to any children thing. I want to, Boys and Girls Club, this, 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 that I had done, and it all turned on me. We had a, um, a baseball team uh, when we were in Massachusetts, Little League, T-ball. Little League team, Mm -hmm. and what ended up happening is our Little League team won the championship. Mm -hmm. Two guys smoke shop, five-year-old kids. So they paraded through the city with the little banner and stuff, and they won the championship, and it said two guys smoke shop. The uh, Little League of America came down to see us and shaming us that we donate. I said, what do you think? And they go, this is what you're trying to do with these kids. I said, yeah, I'm trying to get five-year-old kids to smoke, smoke, smoke dollars cigars. cigars. You got to be kidding me! They took it away from us and they gave it to Max's Coldest Beer in Town. That's the name of the place. They sell <laughs> beer, and that's who they gave How it to. And that, that huh? it's crazy. That's unbelievable. But that was it. We won the championship. We were one and done. They took it away from us and gave it to a liquor thing, which is okay. Marijuana is okay. Liquor is okay. Chico's Bail but, Bonds is okay. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was the Bad News Bear sponsor. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, and it just there's, there's not enough recognition that goes along with, with something like this. Your cigar brand that we're smoking is a brand that is built just to give back. Mm-hmm. That's what it's put together for. No yeah. other reason. Yeah, we don't say we're a company with a mission. We're a mission with a company. Wow. Powerful. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so the chat room's talking about the cigar, and they're all saying it's a pepper bomb. And I agree. There's a lot of spice to this. I mean, it's made it Aganosa, so you would think. Heavy for an Aganosa. Yeah, there's more spice in this than anything else Aganosa makes, I in believe my so opinion. Too. Yeah. And the retrohale, even for me, is tough. But it's tasty tough. Tasty tough. I like yeah. that. You know, there's a lot of cayenne pepper, a little yep. jalapeno. Yep. And I think, I think the that's because pe- you have the red one. <laughs> no, don't no, exactly the same. <laughs> what no, are you getting I, on the blue one? What I think people yeah, no, find, it's exactly the same. Sadness. What I think people find, what I hope they find, is that it does mellow. It mellows out a little bit because okay. I get that quite a bit. But I think you're going to find it mellows out a little bit. It, it does just before the halfway point. I've smoked a lot of these so far. It definitely starts out early aggressive, and then it tones down around the halfway point. Yeah, this is up there in, in uh, lots of flavor. I'd say maybe a, a seven in strength, but the flavor is a 10. I mean, there's so much flavor to it. Um, why Aganosa leaf? 
uh, good story. Um, and let me also, before we get into that real quick, so we had to have the challenge, and I'm glad everyone's pointing out these uh, points about the cigar, for lack of a better word. But anytime we have a Los Gaitos light up, I give the floor, like if we have 30, 40 people in an event, I give the floor to anybody for two minutes who wants to talk about a loved one they lost, police, wow. firefighter, or just a friend. Mm -hmm. So we had to have the challenge to make it mild enough for the seldom cigar smoker that just wants to partake in that ceremony, but strong enough for the everyday cigar smoker. And that's a challenge. Yeah. So um, the guys at Agonorsa really helped me. How I met Agonorsa is as a retailer, I started smoking all the stuff. You know, I smoked everything in my shop, sure. and I always gravitated to Casa Fernandez okay. before they really blew up with the help of Terrence and other people. You're right. But I was smoking, you know, Luzione, Viaje, um, Casa Fernandez, and I just loved it. So I, I, my first cigar ever released was just a little job of 500 boxes made with Raleigh Massimino, the former basketball coach who's no longer with us at Villanova right. University. He had a point guard, Brian Harrington, who has a pediatric hospice in New York. So we were going to raise money through that cigar. It was a box of eight called Perfection because they supposedly played the perfect game in 85 when they beat Georgetown. So we ended up making that cigar. But when I decided who I wanted to make it, I started calling Paul Palmer. Yeah. He said, nope, too small, never heard of you. You're going to be a flash in the pan. Don't want to work with you. I said, okay. Called him again in February. <laughs> I like your style. I called him again in February. And the answer was no. And I called him the 15th of every month at 10 a.m. for the next five or six months. And then in August... He was about to say no again, and he did say no. And I said, Paul, here's something you don't know about me. I said, I'm from Jersey. We don't take no lightly. I'm 6'6 six, six and 270. The next time you have to say no to me, it's going to be in person when I come to Miami. Now, on the inside, I'm laughing my ass off because I'm totally joking. On the other end of the call was silence. And then all of a sudden, I broke out laughing and then he started laughing. I said, I'm just kidding. He goes, I knew. I said, no, you did. <laughs> so then it was, he's like, all right, well, when we get to meet one day, maybe we'll do it for you. I said, okay, I got a maybe, right? So in September, he shows up with his rep at the time, Bob Morrison and Max, okay. Eduardo's son, who was just getting into it. Yep. So they showed up at my shop and immediately I wanted to have a party. So as the shop was open, as I'm the only person there working, I took all the Aganorsa-made stuff, or Cas Fernandez, I took Illusione, I took the Andre stuff with Viaje, and I put it in the center little tabletop, our coffee table, where the guests used to come and just hang out and have their coffee, put all the cigars there, and I said, I'll be back in 40 minutes, 30 minutes. Paul goes, where are you going? I said, it, you're here, it's a party. You didn't tell me you were coming. I got to go get coffee, cake, Danish, like I got to do this right. I said... All these cigars are free. You don't know how to work the register. I'm never going to ask you to do that. Cigars are free. Let people take them if they come in. My regulars will be here. They know what to do. We're good. So I left. I just left for 30, 35 minutes. I came back. <laughs> Very interesting. Came back. Had the coffee, the cakes, the danishes. I said, it's You're a giving party Dave now. Agita telling him that story. <laughs> yeah. Hang on a second. I can so, tell you everything that was wrong with that. <laughs> I left, you left the store unattended. Right. Yeah, totally. And then everything anybody wanted was free from Cas Fernandez, you know, that table. And uh, I came back in a half hour, and some of my regulars had showed up, and they were everybody was cool with it, and it was just turned into this huge party. And I said, Paul, what the hell do I have to do to make this happen, man? No one else is going to – I didn't call anybody else either. It was going to be them or nobody. Wow. No, it was them or nobody. That's what you liked, and uh, listen, you picked a good one, that's for sure. That's it, right? Absolutely. So, But I knew I knew I liked the Leaf. I didn't know they'd be what they are today, yeah. and everybody jumping on the yeah, you were headed bandwagon. The game. Yeah. So, so it was what it was. But then – so I said, what is it going to take? He goes, you just did it. There he we goes, go. we work with such serious people all day. And I'll always remember this quote. He goes – 
you're the crazy uncle at our Thanksgiving table. There we go. He said, we would love to do your cigar for you. And I said, done. And so they did perfection, those 500 boxes. And then when I came out with Los Caidos, it was only for the police officers because those were the guys calling me to sure. do the events. And then after the we started doing the police and, and spreading out, I got a lot of feedback, Facebook messages, emails saying, hey, we got guys dying over here in the line of duty from the fireside too. So then we came out with the red line, and now we're getting the same thing from veterans. Oh, really? Yeah. So to accelerate the fundraising, I take charitable motorcycle rides throughout the country. So we took Yeah, I want to get into that. Yeah. Let's go to break because I want to get into the charitable motorcycle things. I want to get into your box count, blank space that's there. There's yeah. a lot of things to do. So he has lots of questions. I do. Yeah. Bring uh, when we come back, we'll talk about all that and more. Help me up with the name again. Lost Kaidos? Perfect. Okay. Los Kaidos. Kaidos. C-A-I-D-O-S. L-O-S. C-A-I-D-O-S. Look for it. We'll, we'll tell you more about it. Good cause when we, when we come back. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper. Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. 
Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Terrence Riley from Aganorsa Leaf, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the yeah. United States. Ah, yeah, now. Terrence, go, we Terrence. Go. We're back. We're smoking... Los Kaidos, mm-hmm. or something close to that with Steve Zango. He's agreed with you on three, <laughs> I know, different, pronunciations. three different ones. <laughs> I, I can barely speak English, and never mind when they put uh, letters that seem to not go together. There's not even any hashtags <laughs> or anything on it. There's I know. no hash marks. No tilde. This is the cigar that gives back, um, and uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, the, the packaging, well, first off, smoking a cigar, we didn't talk about it at, at the uh, before we went to break. Very spicy that we talked about earlier. 
a super aromatic cigar. We're talking about flavors how much, but this is one that I would say so aromatic. In the nose, spice that's happening here. Um, a tingle on my lips still as this is going on. Um, I think it's going to be something you're going to like um, to the listener um, and to the retailer that's out there. I think it's something you got to add to your store. It shows that you care also. That a store that carries a cares, um, and listen, these guys are—they get up in the morning, they go to work, and they may be dead. Uh, you know, I always had so much respect um, for the police and fire that what they go through, and it's a great thing to do. And that's who we are as cigar smokers, uh, giving back. So please do. As I look at the packaging, we have one with a red label in the box, the blue label in the box. Fire police. I open the box up, and there's twelve slots. And 11 slots have a cigar in it. And even this morning, open up a box before you end up coming in here. There's the empty slot. And the employee uh, working here sees the empty slot and says, there's a cigar missing in this box. (laughs) Everybody does. (laughs) Everybody does. Everybody does. So I recommend a little, in that spacer, a little something to explain what you're about to explain why that's there. Yeah, and we include a story card in every box to explain it as well. Okay. Um, but that open space is reserved for the person we're honoring and remembering, the loved one we lost. We're assuming that they're having one with us from upstairs because I lost my best friend 9-11, and I sit in my backyard every September 11th. I smoke a cigar. I'll talk to him. You know, it's it's he was – last time I saw him was at my wedding in June, right? So your best friend – yeah. In your wedding, when do you think that's the last time you're ever going to see them? Right. It just messed me up. Sure. Long, a long time. Still really not, you know, I still miss them. Still still really not over it. But I thought it was really, really important for people to have that connection. Like if I'm remembering, like, uh, you know, anybody who lost, like, I just want them to look at that open space and yeah. say, hey, man, they're with you. They're having one with you. It's the place setting at the Christmas table. Yep. If it's empty, the person's missing, and you still set up a, a yes. place setting for them. It's yes. uh, very nice, very nice. So you go even further than that. Tell us about motorcycle rides and what that's all about. Yeah, so to accelerate the fundraising, because we have a lofty mission, um, I love to do really three things. Um, drink beer, smoke cigars, and ride Harley Davidson. Sounds right? good. Fun. So when I was on one of these golf courses, Tommy Collins, a former Green Bay Packer, said, Stevie, I love what you're doing, but I'm not going to smoke cigars. Here's a $1,000 check mm. for the cause. So ethically, what do you do with that? You can't put it into your cigar account. You can't put it into your personal account. So it was just sitting on a magnetic you know, thing in my home office. And I was talking to my family over dinner one night, and my kids are, I said, well, I think I'm going to have to start a nonprofit. And my kids are like, well, what, what, what do you, how does that work? I said, I don't know. It's something I like to do. And that's when my kids and wife and everybody got together, like, listen, you like to drink, smoke, and ride. Make that your nonprofit. So that's what we did. Um, I was going to have it be Ride of a Lifetime, but that was name was already taken and trademarked. I couldn't do it. So we just flip-flopped it to Life of a Ride Time. And... Uh, that's what I did. So in 16, as soon as the, right after July, the downtown massacre in Dallas, where five police officers were brutally mm-hmm. murdered and nine were injured, I took some time off from school and I said, listen, I'm taking two weeks off. It was around some holidays and I went from Jersey to Los Angeles and back, put about 700 miles on a, a day on a bike, which was too much. I'll never do it again, I said. So in 2018, when we came back. I said, all right, let me go into a city on a Thursday night, have a cigar shop event Friday night take a ride out of a local Harley dealer Saturday, and then I'll come back home Sunday and repeat. So we took 17. We were scheduled to take 19 rides last year. We had to cancel two, so we took 17 rides um, in 2019. 
So and how does that work? The, the riders get sponsors for the, their ride, and then they donate into the cause? Yeah, so it's to, they'll go to the cigar shop usually the night before, buy cigars, donate that way, and then Saturday they show up. It's 20 bucks a rider, 15 a passenger, talk to the local hog chapter, Blue Knights, you know, all the riding groups, and just say, hey, come out, ride, support, and then 100% of that donation goes right to the nonprofit. So we have two separate accounts. And this, this nonprofit, by the way, is governed by 14 board members in the police and fire community throughout the country. So Lou Turiaga, former director of Los Angeles Police Union, second, third largest in the country, he's on the board. So if I did anything... Um, 413 C. Yeah, legitimate. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And then any if I did anything wrong, it's a couple tweets from some of the major law enforcement officers and firefighters of unions throughout the country, I'm done. Yeah. So I did it for accountability. Plus you go to hell. So it's yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So so then the money from the cigars goes to that nonprofit? Yes, it does. The okay. dollar from every cigar sold goes to that nonprofit, and then we lump that with the motorcycle rides and give yep. it out. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So year-round, so you'll go to warm places in the wintertime? Yes, yeah. yes. And it was funny. We talked about that. I talked about it with your staff members. So I showed up December 1st in Scottsdale, Arizona, and it was 58 degrees. Now, from Jersey, 58 in December – I'm in a t-shirt. I'm right. like, this is beautiful. And they're like, well, we hope we get a lot of guys out today. I was like, why wouldn't you get guys out today? Like, it's kind of cold. And then I saw people downtown at the cigar shop event the night before, and they're in their parkas, scarves. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. and I feel like an ass because I'm in jeans and a t-shirt. I was yeah. like, what the hell? So I learned very quickly about this ge geography lesson, right? So um, we just had our annual board meeting face-to-face. -face. Guys from Los Angeles, everybody flew in for it. And uh, we decided probably less rides, more focus, more money. So mm. we won't be taking 17. I'm probably just going to take five or six. Okay. You know, we like a Big Abe's parking lot down at West Palm. We had like 43, maybe 45 riders. And I'd love to do that again this year because it's only going to accelerate now that they know about it. Right. You know, so I'm really excited. All right. So retailers are listening to the show. Um, you know, we want obviously lots of consumers that are listening to the show. But the only way for consumers to end up getting this is to go to their favorite cigar shop we want you to go to your brick and mortar and the brick and mortar doesn't have it so i'm going to ask the, the the consumers that are listening go into your brick and mortar ask for the cigar so that the the menu so that they end up saying okay i'm a lot of people say well the cigar's not asked for right so yeah. we need the consumer to ask for it but retailers listen to the show all the time also yep yeah so what can they do how do they get a hold of you to end up uh doing this thank you for that yeah uh, my email is steve at loskaitos.us you know we sponsored the pca we're a tpe so my information should be with them as well if you want to reach out to them and then like i said before we're in some of the right places i don't need to be in uh you know all the wrong places just the right ones so we're with you guys obviously which is great we're with keith rumbo um, out in San Antonio, Club Humidor, great. We're Abe at Smoking. We're Lose at Neptune. We're just in the right places. So, yeah. uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. But that's what people could do. If retailers want to reach out, please, Steve at LosCaitos.us. Um, Steve, what about social media? Can people find you somewhere? Yes, it's Los Caitos. Uh We also have one for the nonprofit Life for Ride Time, but they get on Instagram, Facebook. I'm not really good on Twitter, and it's only me and a company, right? Yeah. So, like, I had three orders come in while I was on this trip, and then I, I unfortunately have to wait till I get back to the warehouse on Monday. I'm <laughs> packing the box. I'm a one-man show, and it's yeah. so incredibly hard. But it's a grind I love. There's a difference between doing work you hate and doing work you love, right? So I love this work, um, but I definitely need help because we're growing at a pace 
right now where I'm concerned some plates are going to start to fall if I don't have help. Yeah. Mostly in a way of like retailers emailing me. That's great. Again, Steve at LosKaitos.us. And then the, these independent sales brokers, I think, some step, helped out at TP that met me. And we opened up some accounts in Washington and Oregon, which are huge um, for me because now I don't have to spend the time going out to each one. So I'm just very thankful. But, yeah, it's a grind, and I could I could use all the help I can get. So please help. Yeah. Thank now, you. Now, retailers, I, I don't care who you are. I mean, you have police and firemen, a uh, big part of our businesses, mm-hmm. just so you know. that a lot, of, a lot of police and fire smoke cigars. Yeah. I, I've been doing this for 35 years. It's a big part of our business. And people like uh, like-minded people, cigar smokers and stuff, appreciate the cause. Also, it's a automatic add-on. It's something that they want to do. It's a feel-good thing for the consumer to actually make the purchase of the cigar. Plus, it's a very good cigar anyway. Box purchase isn't all that much. There's two different boxes. You even made it even simple that you gave them a box with half and half in, and then they refill that display box. So you're talking about one little space that's taken up in your humidor. It's nothing. Yeah, and I learned that because I, I I couldn't believe I made this mistake. When I first came out, it was those two special 11-count boxes because I wanted it to be special. I thought the police would buy theirs, the fire guys, because that friendly rivalry. But then the retailers were all saying, dude, it's 36 inches for 22 cigars. You're killing yeah. me. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how did I, how did I not see that as a retailer? <laughs> yeah. I felt like the biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> so then I said, you know what? Let's do that. So we did five on top of five, 10 on the left, 10 on the right. The open space, space in is the there middle. in the middle. Um, so same, same field, but now it's nine inches. Just for the record, right? I like to hold the title of biggest asshole in the world. So you can <laughs> be number two. Okay. I'll be number two. Yeah. I'll be number two. I'm number Deal. one. Deal. All right. Deal. I'm the number two asshole. You're All number right. one. It's an absolute winner. So it's nine inches. Nine inches of shelf space. Can you give cigars. nine inches, Mr. Retailer, can you give nine inches of your space for a cause like this yeah. and just put it there? And I promise you the retailer makes money by the way. You know, you're not asking a retailer not to make the money. You're giving it to it on the purchase part of the of the thing. But they, by them carrying it, they're doing their part. Yeah. By you, the consumer, doing it, it's yeah. it's so beautiful. It's well done. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I, and I think that's. I mean, you pointed that when we talked off off yeah. line. You know, it's the dollar goes off the wholesale price. Yeah. When I sell to you, it's still Keystone for. 10 bucks. Yeah. Right. But I take a dollar from the price of the wholesale, give it back. The retailer does not. And when you end up seeing, um, you know, people make, make a brand that maybe it's a celebrity that ends up having it and there's money involved in it, you see what, what should be a $5 cigar being sold for $10 or something. It's not the case. We're smoking a cigar now. You see that we have a $10 cigar for $10. This is yeah. actually a very good cigar for this kind very of money. Good. So yeah. it's, it's a win across the board. There's no lose, lose here for anybody. So why would you not do it? You have to do it. So I'm counting on the consumers to ask their brick-and-mortar store, do you have it? Do you have it? You have it? You have it? Ask each time you come in. They're going to end up hearing that, and then they're going to end up contacting you. If you're a retailer, I'm asking you to do it. Just do it. Nine inches. Can you give nine inches? These people give. They don't have nine lives. They have one life. Yeah. And I don't go to – I tell everybody, I don't have to put a vest on to go to work. Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, that's – Crazy. No. But thank you for that. And thank you for everyone listening who's thinking about doing that. I really appreciate it. That ding ding means it's time for the matchup of the week. Uh, Brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair cigars. Who would win this hypothetical battle? Would you rather have all traffic lights um, that you approach um, turn green? Yes. 
<laughs> versus never stand in line again. Ooh, hang on. I'd like to change my answer. <laughs> I'd like to change my answer. Would you? Yeah, I'm not standing in line. If I get a choice, I'll sit at the red light. But imagine no red lights. That's it. As soon as you come no. up, it automatically, like a police, when, when they drive up and the lights are thing, the lights all turn green yeah. for them, right? So yeah. that, that's why I chose this. Um, I, I went for a ride once. With the police, yeah, you know whatever they call it, ride along or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, with the man we were talking about earlier, today. yeah, and uh, we just keep going and going, and I'm like, wow, this was the greatest, <laughs> greatest thing, because <laughs> uh, the lights automatically change. No, because you go to a restaurant and they say it's a 35 minute wait, and you go, I'm sorry, I'm Mr. Jonathan, biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll see me now. No lights. I'm in. What do you think? That is a really good one. I would say. I'd say the stand in line only because if it's a green light for me, it's probably a green light for others around me. And there's a lot of people who drive like idiots, yeah. in my humble opinion. Or I shouldn't say yep. that's mean, but I have, I have less control of the people well, around me. you are the second biggest asshole. <laughs> <laughs> say whatever you want. See, All right, they're idiots. But uh, no, I, I'm taking a standing in line because I can't control that many people around me in cars, and they're all going to be jumping through the same green light I have. So I'm going standing in line. Uh, I'm going to say uh, never stand in line again because if you're at a red light, you're technically in line waiting for the light oh, to change. Oh, you can't split yeah, the Therefore, hairs, you win both. Ed Sullivan helped There's us always out always a loophole. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not standing like in line. Well, I can't fight with you on this at all I because mean, I, you know me. I can't stand it. I can't stand in yeah, line. I, I don't wait. Trying to think through what do I spend more time doing, you know, sitting at a red light or standing in line. I'd go to the RMV every day. What's, yeah. what's the RMV? Registry of Motor Vehicles? Uh, that would be the DMV. Department of Motor Vehicles. Depends on where you are. Really? Okay. Yeah, in Salem, New Hampshire, it's the RMV. Is it? I'd like to introduce everyone to the third biggest asshole in the world. <laughs> right over here. Do we have all top five here? Technically, I think I, I technically I think I am the biggest. Largest. Largest. Yes. Largest. Largest in size. Uh, speaking of size, is there any plans for blends, changes, sizes, uh, swag that you could give yes. back also? Yes. So we, my son's designed some really, really cool swag. I thought I was cool, and I ordered something online that I saw advertised through Instagram. And when I got it to the house and put it on, it was a hat, a baseball cap. My kids are like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's my, I'm thinking about doing those kind of They said, no. I said, you got a better idea? And my kid literally 15 minutes, and I said, oh, my God, I love it. And I said, can you do it digitally? He goes, give me another 15 minutes. And he had it with me 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And it sold out. So I brought him to – so it's Los Kaitos with the state logo in between the two words and the red and blue line going across it. Really, really cool. And every event I've been at, gone. Just gone. People want it. And I even received orders online from women who don't smoke but want to support the cause. And so we came out the swag, and it's already gone. Um, the, as far as sizes and blends are concerned, I did blend a Robusto size of Los Kaitos that, that could be coming out soon, should okay. be coming out soon. And then just as the firefighters were kind of on my ass saying, hey, we have guys over here too, so we came out with the fire. And on that December 1st, 18th, or December 1st, 218, right in Scottsdale, the Green Knights came out to support it heavy. And they said, are you going to be doing anything soon for veterans? And I said, you know, we have Cigars for Warriors. There are other cigar companies doing some stuff for veterans. And he looked like it was almost intimidating. He, he stopped registering for the ride, stood up, not even looked up, stood up. And he goes, so are you telling me you think too much is being done for veterans in America? And I froze. I said, 
but I couldn't bullshit them. So I said subconsciously, probably yes, that's what I'm thinking. Uh-huh. And it came out verbally, but in no way, shape, or form do I feel that way. Right. So after really reconsidering it and thinking about my feelings on that, after the Robusto and the change in size here, because so much is going on with the FDA, I didn't know what was happening. Yeah, We right. are going to release a green line for vets, but instead of doing a dollar back for every and why family is it, member. And why is it green? I, I don't understand the concept. Of- uh just because army fatigues green. Oh, like all right. You, you could do camo, but I just made green because I okay. thought that, that would be for the, the soldiers, soldiers, yeah. military. Okay, I guess. Um, but instead of the dollar back on family members of fallen veterans, because how do you decide that? Right, we're going to sponsor dogs for PTSD sufferers. Oh my goodness! And the first one we sponsored, and it was a lot, right? So when you go into that, they give you a sheet of paper saying it's got to be like two syllables. One has to be a long vowel sound, like a bunch of things that they ask you to consider. So we hope to have the first one ready, and his name is Stogie. Yay! Beautiful. So, yeah. So we're we're hoping to really get that done. I hope to launch that at PCA, and the dog will be presented sometime in the winter. Wow. This is awesome. How do you not support this, everybody? How do you not grab one of these cigars? The cigars are good. Everything's great about it. What are your thoughts of the flavor of Barry? You've been chain smoking these, so. <laughs> so the 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 aggressive pepper um, has faded away. Yep. And now uh, there's kind of like a similarity to a Bavarian pretzel to, to the cigar. There's that barley component. With, pep, with pepper still with, on with it. With pepper though. still on it, but yeah. it's much less than it was in the beginning. It is a classic Nicaraguan puro. So we moved from fun dip to Bavarian pretzel. Well, that fun dip, <laughs> which was... That's, hey, that's okay. I'm liking it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a lot to think that about. That was on the cold draw. Yeah, what's crazy is he's about to justify all of the flavor notes <laughs> and where and recap where they happened. Are you, you're not that type of guy with these flavor notes of something that tastes like a cigar to you? That's it? Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I love flavor. Yeah. But I don't get, like, when I read, I'll, I won't say the name of the cigar brand or the magazine, but I was working for Scott, and he made us read the reviews as well. Like, yeah. he, he was just on it. It was awesome. But somebody compared a cigar, Cold Draw, to that of frozen green grapes. And my first thought was, when is that dude sitting around eating frozen green grapes and then saying, wow, let's, this let's cigar ask tastes him. like that? When, no. when do you uh, get frozen green grapes? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. So for me, a cigar is something I can really, really smoke and enjoy, or it's something I'm never going to smoke again. That Those are my two classifications. Cinnamon so. Chinese pea pods. Oh That's what this is. Chinese huh? pea pods. I've seen them on the plate. I've usually pushed them away. That's, that's not going to die, huh? No. Yeah. It's a per- perfect <laughs> Cinnamon drop. Chinese pea pods. Yeah. So this, I'm not that the, guy. No, this, this, this is guy. the guy right here. Yo, uh, oh, oh, I know. I've left. seen the show. Yeah. I've seen the show. <laughs> this is the guy to the left. Uh, it's Sullivan for you. It, it, it's there in body and flavor. Absolutely. You know, and I think initially on the cold draw, you get some sweetness and then that pepper. So sweet and spice, it goes very well together. And it's certainly halfway point has mellowed quite a bit. Yeah, you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is accessible to everyone. You know, the new cigar smoker might be taken aback at first, but if they stick with it for a little while. Yeah. It's a great cigar. Yeah. I think you, you. Pick, you picked the right size because it is mm-hmm. the most, first off, the most popular size, but somebody that likes a Robusto, this is fine. It's a little bigger. Yeah. Um, somebody wants a Churchill, it's a little smaller. Yeah. It, it fits everything. There's no, there's no uh, I don't know if there's a reason to make a Robusto size of it, but. Um, it's Chipotle you know, Ranch, by the way. That's the flavor oh, that I'm getting Chipotle on the second Ranch. half. You know, it, the Robusto is tough nowadays because the price point usually comes in so close to a Toro. 
Yeah. That a lot of people aren't going to bother with the Robusto. They think, okay. They'll sell a shitload more Toros. It's okay. You always do. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's- For a little bit more, just just a heads up from, from what I... Yeah. But, um, Steve, thank you for back. everything you do. Uh, great cigar, great uh, feel-good company that you created. And uh, I think it's just the beginning. I mean, for the little amount that came in from last year, I think uh, with the help from our audience alone, I'm, I think we can... Uh, Double, triple, quadruple that, I hope. Yeah. If everybody does what I'm pleased asking them to do, get your brick and mortar behind it and uh, put it on there. You're talking nine inches for the shelf. That's it. And um, refill that little nine-inch box from the other boxes. But a, a box retails at $100. So somebody can actually leave and feel good with a whole box purchase at 100 bucks too. So yeah. I think the pricing's right on everything. Very I'd good. love to give you some constructive criticism, but oh, you yeah. nailed it. Nailed it. Very good. Well, I would good, good for us. I would definitely take it from you, and let me say thank you for having me on. Uh, it was very humbling that I was even invited on, and uh, I consider it an honor. You've worked your ass off to build this, and thank you for everybody. You know, they say you could wreck a car, get another one, burn a house, build another one, but the hour that you all spent watching this today, you can't get that back. So it's I gone thank forever. You very much. It's yeah, gone it's forever. Gone forever. <laughs> and that's so. the asshole in Mr. Jonathan. <laughs> but uh, it, no, it, it, it's a good thing, and uh, that, that's what our uh, cigar industry is all about. So um, thank you for coming on. When we come back, uh, we're doing blind taste testing for Cigar Journal magazine. We've been doing it for uh, a few years now. Uh, we're going to pull back the curtain and do one right in front of you, the same cigar from all four of us. We have no idea what it is. We're going to show you exactly how we go through that process. Maybe it'll be interesting. Maybe it won't. Until then, uh, stick around, everybody. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Thank you, everybody. Aging Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro, named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating, is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General work, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease, even in non-smokers. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX. All aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soil of Estelian Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection.
You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world, from exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's Cigar Journal. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th Anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th Anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at better cigar shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father Julio Eiroa are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar. Pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. 
the premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry, is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. Hello, this is Susan Aurora from Jerry Tobacco. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast. And we're back with our number two. Some say the wrapper has a lot to do with the overall taste of a cigar. I believe the band has more to do with the taste than anything else for most people, but not us because we do it differently. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Um, new Cigar Journal magazine out. Here it is here. Love when it comes out. I love to go into the reviews we talked about earlier of taste profiles and things like that, and then go through my notes and Barry and uh, Jonathan. Jonathan, that's your name, and uh, you and Sullivan. You wanted to say asshole yeah. in the worst way. <laughs> there, there are 20 people that do the taste profiles of this, and four of them are right here on the show, which is pretty awesome, and um, it, we don't share our information until after it, it goes, and we don't get the answers until way after now. Um, all the stuff is in there, but um, I thought we'd do it, um, and, and by the way, I want to make note of Cigar Journal Magazine, 25th anniversary of Cigar Journal. Uh, you'll see it on the newsstands or wherever magazines are being sold, uh, maybe even your cigar shop. J.C. Newman Cigar Company is here. It's their 125th anniversary in 2020. I think in May, they're going to end up having a big party. I, I saw a note of that, uh, but on the cover is Bobby and Eric Newman and also Drew Newman, which is... Um, Eric's son, who is now the next generation to go in there, and um, they are the gentlemen of the cigar industry, for sure. Uh, for sure. And uh, I love them and uh, what they stand for. Talk about charity and every, everything they do. Um, I go down to the Dominican usually in January of the year. I bump into them often, and what I do, they're usually in scrubs, medical scrubs, because they're doing things to help the people over there. Nobody knows it. Nobody sees them. There's no announcement of it. This is people doing the right thing when nobody's looking, and that's who they are. Uh, so grab that. Get a hold of it. Now we are going to smoke... Uh, and then we got a we got a whole bunch. We got eleven this time, eleven yeah. cigars, which was actually not all that much, right? It's a small. Batch. No, it was it was a short, a, a little bit shorter than normal, though, for turnaround on it. So, so this one was interesting because we look at a, um, you know, sometimes we call it the unfinished foot, which is the foot where the tobacco is extra. On the end of the cigar, this one is the opposite. The cigar is cut up. Right. The wrapper doesn't extend to the end. All the way to the end. And so looking at it, I'm like, foot. shaggy foot? Let's say shaggy yeah. foot. So we're going to take the first drawer on the cigar, and there's going to be no wrapper on it. As yeah, opposed we're going to take the first quarter inch on this thing. <laughs> there's going to be well, no wrapper. Well, you know, when I, I, I don't know about you, but I, I look at these cigars, and I say, what is it? You know, I'm trying to get some insider information mm -hmm. before I light the cigar, which I shouldn't do because mm -hmm. it's going to judge my, my thought, but I thought we have no idea what the cigar is. For the most part, we yeah. can't be certain, but the Shaggy Foot gives us a couple options to choose from. I mean, this could be Skip Martin's cigar, which, but 
typically it's a lot his, shorter. Right. Yeah. Usually doesn't uh, take that much wrap. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let, let's give it a shot, and uh, we'll go through the process of it. Um, I have the official form here, which is what we we go by, and quickly it's asking what. Our name is the person's name, so I'm going to do it. Are you doing it? You're going to guys going to do it along with yeah, me, right? Yeah, I already yeah. did the, uh, yeah. the the pre-smoke stuff. You yeah. know, name, date, attributes of the cigar, right. and the cigar number. So today is the fifteenth, two fifteen twenty, and the cigar number. Uh, if anybody that listens to the show that is part of um, the cigar tasting, also uh, maybe they're doing it along with us. Two five one six. And then it says particular attributes, and that wants to know, just in case you're messing up because you got 11 different cigars, um, this would be maybe a Lonsdale-sized cigar with a shaggy foot, right? I called it a Corona Gorder with a shaggy foot. I called it a Corona with a shaggy foot. Okay. I, I called it a dark <laughs> Corona with a shaggy foot. Okay. And it is dark. So now some things that early on that we can make determination on right now is the wrapper itself. Is it chunky veins or is it tiny veins? And it has five little slots next to it. So from the left side, chunky veins to tiny veins and then five spaces in and between. You can go in between as well. Which I do often, by I the way. I often do. Even though there's five chances, no, it's not I can't enough. Pick one. I no. gotta. So mine is pretty smooth. I got some chunk to my veins here. Really? Uh, yeah. I, I was low on chunk. I went towards tiny. See, I think the veins are average, so I went right in the middle. And I'm going to go to the right of um, middle because it's less than oh. chunky veins. Actually, you got it right, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I that's did. what I had. I know. <laughs> uh, and then underneath that, it says sandy to oily. Again, the five slots in between, yeah. left to sandy. Silky and oily. It's got a sheen to it. Yeah, I'm going to go. It, it's more towards silky. Yeah. I went four. Yeah, it's where I am. And yeah. now you got it right. Yeah. But wow. do whatever you guys don't let, because yeah. I'm saying this and uh, I'm right and you're wrong, but go by it. Now we have color, very light to almost black. Yeah, I'm giving it a four out of five on the color. Yeah, I went three and a half. I'm going four out of five, too. It's pretty dark. I went four out of five. Now we could go to construction. Because we can feel the cigar, and you feel it from the foot to the head. And don't go too close to the head because you're going to crack the cap if you end up doing it. But you feel it. It's loose towards, mine is, loose towards the foot because it's a shaggy thing not holding it together. You'd expect that, so I'm actually not going to harm it in any way by saying that because that's all the... That's the way it would happen. And then other than that, it's pretty even all the way through. I see this in the factories all the time when the guy going around checking the thing grabs a cigar, goes from end to end, and he feels it to see that it there's no hollows. Yep. Yeah. So very good. Yeah, I went two on soft, but I went five on even. I'm going four and four on I went, this. I so, went four and four as well. So I'm four and four all the way across wow. on this. Um, and now... It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. And now we take cold draw because it's asking on the right-hand side of this, aromas and taste, and it's asking for cold draw. I already put down my notes. I would love this to be part of the care package and do this 
with a mm. thousand people. What an unbelievable thing that would be. I wonder if that could put, then it would be the manufacturer that would have to agree to give a thousand and then they would know where their cigar is. So I don't, I don't know if it's possible. Unless we do it ourselves. Well, can we change the band ourselves? We could. Oh, legally? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's watch FDA. Yes. Uh, for our cold drawer notes, uh, we're going to share. I put down, yes. I put down mocha and sunflower seeds. I got barnyard and a little hint of spice. <laughs> wow, we're we're all, all over the place. I got uh, slight caramel sweetness with a hint of oakiness. I'm hearing all of you guys. I'm not as good as them as you as you hear in the show that I can pick these ridiculous things out. But I could give you oaky. You take a little oak. I'll take a little oak. Sunflower seeds ain't bad, <laughs> but I would never put that, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But it's wood and some salt. Okay. Salty wood. Wood and salt. I'm Jonathan's saying. favorite. <laughs> and how's the draw before you even light it up? Effortless. Yeah, mine's yeah. perfect. Perfect. And I'd go as far as perfect on this because it's drawn like a straw, not a problem. But it's got a little pull to it, which you, you want. You don't want yeah, too yeah. much. We're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Intimidator. The Vertigo Intimidator features a color-changing flame, four jets, all, pat all fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. you got easy adjustment at the bottom and an easy tilt neck, all for the low price of $24.99. That's the Vertigo Intimidator. And I'm going to imagine a little bitter right off the, off the first pull. This is going to be interesting because it has no, buy, has no wrapper on yep. it. And wrapper, a lot of people say, have the most flavor notes that you get because it's, it's on my lips, though, but it's not. Uh, See, first lightness, uh, I, I, I want to watch the Kentucky Derby. It's like <laughs> a mint julep taste. Really? Oh, I, I thought maybe you were going horse shit. No. <laughs> no, I have. Um, it's too early. It's too early for a first third, so we can't we can't go to that yet. Uh, so while we're trying to get past that, um, I gave you guys an assignment last year, last week, uh, which was to watch Roadhouse. What do you think? I did not get to it this week. As you know, I had some things going on. Uh, um, but it is... It's on your, on your it's, list? It's on my list. All right, Ed Sullivan? Well, you know, I had things going on this week. Uh, <clears throat> a death, and I had to go to the service. And yep. Yeah, of course I watched it. It was an assignment, <laughs> you know. Um, I got to say, yeah, it was perfectly dreadful. And by that, I mean perfectly dreadful. I loved it. All right, all right. Um, you know, you didn't tell me. I, I'm very anti-Patrick Swayze. And it really, I don't blame you for that. What do you mean? You're talking it, negatively about the dead. Well, yeah, but yeah. he, he should have worn... He was in Ghost. I mean, he's used to that. He should have worn a shirt a little more for the entirety of the movie. See, but I, I disagree with you 100%. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> he had all the scars and stuff, and he had to get... He sewed his own uh, wounds. He was yeah, in Rambo. Yeah, we basically. all do that. That's yeah. fine. No, the, the, the highlights, though, you didn't tell me Sam Elliott was in it. Yes. I mean, he should have lived. Patrick Swayze should have died. He did. And that's the way it did work out. <laughs> well, not really. It's not Sam in Elliott. a movie. No. 
Did in Sam, the movie. Did Sam Elliott's mustache dance at all during the movie? A little bit. Okay. A little bit. But then the highlight that you just certainly didn't mention is Jeff Buckley was in the movie. He's the blind Blind musician. guitar player. Yeah. yeah. He's dead, too. Yeah. In real life, yeah. not in the movie. Right. So, yeah, I'm going to give it a solid thumbs up. Thumbs up movie. Oh, yeah. It's good. Oh, it passes the time. Yeah. And it's one when it's on, I don't flick past it. I stop for a while. Oh, this is a good part that comes yeah. up. The girl's going to be dancing and the fight's right. going to break out. You got the caricature of the evil guy. Yeah. I mean, it's everything you would need. Yeah. Yeah. You were right. Good movie. Yep. You're going to like it. I will uh, watch it You tomorrow. will like it. You will like it. Okay. Although I don't think it was on Netflix for streaming. Nah, I'm going to have to pay the two ninety nine to rent it on Amazon. Well, it's on Prime if you got Prime. Ah, I do have Prime. That's where I watch it. Okay. Okay. All right. I am at the point where my rapper is starting to catch up. Yep. It's Has lost, it changed? It, yes, it lost that mintiness. The it mintiness it, it absolutely changed. Yep. Um, as soon as it hits the wrapper, it becomes a regular cigar, and some of that um, bitterness went away. Yep. It needed that component there to take away the bitterness. Um, I think right off the bat, I would say it would have been a better cigar if the wrapper went all the, all the way because the be very beginning of it I didn't care for. And now it's good. The interesting thing of is the quality of what the cigar is because it got past that, and now it is actually perfect. Yeah, the, the combustion is line is perfect. Everything's perfect. So ima imagine requesting a cigar to go through that beginning terrible part of it and to actually catch up and do that. You're asking a lot of the wrapper uh, to catch up evenly like this, and it did. Yeah, I was surprised that the filler burned evenly, too. Mm. You know, you figure it's, it's not tight. It's it wasn't tight. It was loose. Yep. Uh, so we're looking at the, at the ash, too, because it's going to ask us ash questions here of a flaky ash which it is flaky it's got a little flake because but of it surprising, was foot. surprisingly not more flake given that there was no yes. wrapper holding it together that's right um and then it's asking for whatever reason a very dark to white ash um that does not determine whether a cigar is good it, that is all magnesium level of tobacco mm -hmm. of what it is but it's something you can look at as a consumer looking at that, and if you do have a very dark ash, you have low magnesium like a Cuban cigar. You smoke a Cuban cigar and it has a white, white ash, it's not a Cuban cigar because it, it automatically has a dark ash yeah. on that tobacco. So this is not. It's very white on mine. Uh, I'm right in the middle. I got, uh, yeah, I got a little grayness. Yeah, a little marbling. Yeah, but. I'm going to go um, next to five, in between four and five here on the color. And yes, I have some flakiness on it, but I, I expected it to be less than that. So I'm going to go to the left of center in between. Yep. So I went right in the middle on flaky, uh, stable firm. And on the ash, I went uh, the second notch, which is closer to dark than it is to white. So now that I've determined that, that's <clears throat> I, I hold the ash until I end up doing that. Because they're asking about the ash, so I don't break the ash off. I end up looking at that. Is this the the way you the order you do this in? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I go straight. I go straight in order all the way down. Well, we we didn't because we went all the way to ash. Yeah, we didn't. We skipped over smoke production. 
Uh, once you hit the wrapper, the smoke production does change. Right. So I can't do that yet. Um, yeah, I think we got to hold <clears throat> off a little on every single thing right now. I agree. Right? We have what we have, and I don't think we can go any further. So what we can do is find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And we have a lot of news this week, and it starts with President Trump releasing his budget proposal, and included in it was a call for the creation of a new agency for tobacco regulation, calling for the FDA to concentrate on food and medicine. According to the budget, a new agency with a singular mission on tobacco and its impact on public health would have greater capacity to respond strategically to the growing complexity of new tobacco products. How do you feel about this? Uh, indifferent at this point? I am too. I, I hear a lot of people yeah. calling it as, oh my God, this is the greatest yeah. thing. I worry about it a little because I feel like some of these agencies need a reason for being. And that they end up having to do things because they have to show that they are doing stuff. So they're going to do stuff negatively because they have to have a reason for right. Being. And the new tobacco agency, if they understand cigars are different, it might not be a bad thing. But if they go into all tobaccos the same, it's a horrible thing. And they're looking at Doctor Gottlieb, Gottlieb, Scottley, Gottlieb who used to be in, in charge of the, the FDA, FDA to be the one in charge of this. He was actually not terrible. No. I think he's a cigar smoker, wasn't well, he? I don't, I'm not at all, but yeah. he was cigar friendly. Cigar friendly, better word. Well, he understood, apparently, that it was a different product yes. than the SO. Um, I like the idea of the White House at this point. It's all the way to the very top mm -hmm. that they're asking for this. That's a good sign. I do believe in our product to say, I know... I know for a fact that it is different, a different product, and something good good can come about it. But I do worry about our government that um, when it comes to uh, people like that, that they have to feel like we're supposed to do our job. Therefore, we have to do something bad. Which is, if it's not bad, leave it alone, and you got less of a job to do. Worry about the products that have to be worried about. I concur. Okay. This week, New York State saw the release of their state budget, and contained within it would be a raise of the cigar tax from 28.5% to 75%, oh, man. and it includes language that would ban flavored cigars and pipe tobacco. There are also a couple new bills proposed that are scary, and we'll start with Maryland, who is looking to raise their tobacco tax via Senate Bill 3. The bill looks to raise the tax from 15% of the wholesale to 30% of the wholesale, including a crippling floor tax, meaning retailers would have to pay the tax on existing inventory. Additionally, the that bill puts them out of business. Yep. Additionally, the bill contains language where the tobacco tax could go as high as 86%. And it doesn't stop there as the bill contains language that states a tobacco product with a taste or smell of fruit, mint, candy, or other non-tobacco flavors would ban from being sold, even if it's presumptive flavors. 
And would that be when we say these ridiculous flavors that we call them out? And yep, that would be a presumptive flavor. So we have to stop doing this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to. Chinese peapod, sorry, it's got to go. In Vermont, Senate Bill 288 and Hawaii, Senate Bill 2094 would ban the sale of tobacco products in both states. Both bills contain the same exact language, and according to the PCA, the tobacco sales ban, disguised as a flavor ban, presumes products to be flavored if they've ever been described by the manufacturer or an employee of the manufacturer wow. of having a distinguishable taste or aroma other than that of tobacco. Which is everything. So if a website says that the cigar is nutty with hints of mocha, bam, you're banned. Because somebody else said it. Yep. But they're saying the employee. Now they're, gonna have to, now they're going to have to tell the employees don't ever say it. But they're out of business because an employee, an angry employee or something said, this can't work. Yeah, and it probably won't pass. At least we hope it won't yeah. pass. In New Mexico, Senate Bill 131 has proposed that would ban self-service sales and prevent customers from entering a humidor or opening a display case. In Pennsylvania, Democratic representative has proposed HB 2298, which would remove exemptions in the Clean Indoor Air Act, thus making it illegal to smoke in cigar bars and cigar shops. In New Jersey, Bill S-1647 wow. would ban all tobacco tax uh, discounts, including specials on boxes, as we know a lot of retailers offer 10% off sure. on boxes. That would be illegal. The use of coupon codes and event deals would become illegal as well. Wow. So this is an all-out war. Yes, it They're is. They're out to, to completely, mm -hmm. if they can't uh, beat us legally through FDA or anything like this, then they'll put some sort of law that makes it impossible to do business. Mm -hmm. worst, worst of all being floor tax. Yeah. I had to leave Massachusetts. That's why the floor tax was it was twelve percent, but it was enough to bankrupt me. You know, if you got a big enough company and you got a couple million dollars worth yeah. of inventory, you got to pay thirty percent tax on it. You can't do you it. Can't How do can it. that be legal when taxes are based on, at the point of sale? Well, sales tax is point of sale. Mm -hmm. So, you know, excise tax is not. It's having it. So it's, uh, anybody at any point property tax, that owns You anything. pay every year. Yeah, you pay property tax. No, but you own anything that isn't taxed, and all of a sudden the government can come in and say, now that's taxed retroactive. Right. You owe us for the last they, 10 years. They did it in Massachusetts, so they, they can do it. These things can happen. But you didn't sue them. You left. I'm not saying you should have said and sued them. I'm just saying yeah. you didn't sue them. So they had the precedent. And that's when it comes to... TP, uh, IPCPR, PCA. PCA. I can't figure these things out anymore. There's too many friggin' letters. <laughs> I got two more. Two more letters? No, two more news items. Yeah, but PCA <laughs> yeah. is spending five, six million dollars a year fighting this stuff. Like a person can't do it. No. So it's a whole organization that ends up taking their funds and can they fight every single thing? It, it's not unlimited funds and this is... But if they could fight and beat a floor tax in one state, now you've got legal precedent and you could move that from state to state. Whew, man, there's no end to this. There's no end. Go ahead. Give me more. Uh, Leva Cigars, owned by Jay Cortez, has expanded their footprint in Nicaragua, purchasing two farms, one of them being a 326-acre farm, and the second one, a 754-acre farm, both in Cadega, uh, and the second farm 
They purchased from the Oliva family, though the land will still continue to be owned by the Oliva family, and the company, Jay Cortez, will lease the land. Now, this is a, not Oliva Tobacco. This is the Oliva Cigar. Cigar Company. Yep. There's Oliva, that's the confusing part of it. There's an Oliva, Oliva Tobacco Company, gigantic company. Huge. No, this has nothing to do with them. No, this is strictly Oliva J. Cortez. Yeah, they're going to have to, somebody's going to have to come out with a different name because they're both, they were both the Oliva mm-hmm. families, but different families altogether. Um, you, you watch Oliva Cigars because Oliva Cigars, buying all that tobacco, um, they're buying brands. They, they're mm-hmm. going to buy companies. They need tobacco. You can, you can see, yep. uh, I, I've been calling, I go back three years ago, I was mm-hmm. calling them to buy lots of people. Here it comes. And uh, lastly, UPS has updated their transportation and tobacco products policy, and we are now, and all online retailers are required that tobacco products be signed by a person 21 years of age or older at the time of delivery for the product to be released. Countrywide. Countrywide. So if you order from twoguyscigars.com, we never ask for a signature. Now we're required by the UPS contract that you have to sign for your product. Which also means we got to start charging for signature required. Yes, so uh, uh, look for um, UPS shipping to go up in the near future. Yeah. And this is only a, uh, this is only one shot over the bow before they say, okay, that didn't put you out of business, so now we're actually going to put you out of business and make it so you can't. Yeah, I think FedEx did the same thing where they required a signature and then they banned tobacco altogether. Right, right. And that was up in the cigar world. Terrible. Terrible job, Barry. Great information and stuff, but it was all doomsday stuff. But tis the season right now because they're all meeting. It's all budgets. It's all, all this, and this happens all the time. Next week, the prediction show. We're going to predict what's going to happen, and this information that you're providing today is adding to that. Remember, um, I'm asking you guys to predict something this year. You don't have to come up with a whole ton of it, but add to the show instead of it just being my stuff, and then I'll tell you how wrong you are during the show. <laughs> So we'll look towards that. The following week is the uh, leap year edition, the first ever um, leap year edition we have. I have no other information <laughs> than that, than other than it's uh, November 29th. And then the following week, no Ed Sullivan. Woo! Where will uh-huh. I be? You'll be at a pod festival in Florida. Oh, I'll be warm. You'll be warm. All right. Maybe smoking, I'll tune in. Smoking Toscanos. By yourself? <laughs> I know. I won't have anyone to share it with. All right. I have a letter uh, in the mailbag. This is n- normally Mr. Jonathan's thing because he gets them all, but you didn't get this one because this what, is- What a, was it? Snail mail? This is- uh, handwritten. Handwritten. A handwritten uh, letter uh, from there. This good. Um, Angela writes, hey, you on the left. So she's looking at the video of it. That would be me. That would be bad. Is there a reason you can't stop yawning, or are you just that bored? Now, for you in the middle, that would be you, Mr. Jonathan. Uh, That could have been Steve. How about getting off the stage and off the mic before you blow your nose? Have you no shame? Were you raised by wolves? It's disgraceful, ignorant, and rude, and you both should be ashamed of yourself. Grow up. Take some pride and learn some manners, or I'll have to ask my son to fire you. <laughs> Love, Angela Garofalo, David's ah, mother. Mrs. G. David's mother. She was disgusted. She, she was trying to call during the show. She last. did. I saw her name uh-huh. pop up on my phone because she called my cell phone to get on the air <laughs> to actually say it right there and then. And I said, what's up after the show? And she said, what the hell's going on? I said, I'll talk to you when I get home. 
Well, I want to say it while it's on the air. Hmm. So she said it when it's on the now, air. I don't know. I don't know how bored Barry is, but I, I tend not to uh, call in sick. I try to show up to work and do the job as best I can. And unfortunately, yeah, I got this microphone in the way and my nose was running. Well, it was disgusting and disrespectful, apparently. There we go. It was. And as you know, I used to bring an inhaler to the show. Yeah. Sorry, smoking triggers my asthma. And when you have shorter breath, you tend to yawn. Hmm. Cover your mouth? Yeah, I usually I do. This is this is a mother. Usually an Italian do. mother telling you so, cover your mouth. When I have to you get off the on, microphone gonna... when you're blowing your nose, walk off stage for a second. Yeah. I'll bite my lip and keep the mouth closed when I yawn. Okay. I'll try. She'll try. They'll try. That's all I got for I'm you. I'm not mom. saying I'm trying nothing. I'm I I'm I'm not I'm not admitting that I was rude or any of that. You I'm, were. Whatever. Nobody liked it. You, says it, she. She wasn't the only one that told you. Says Mrs. G. She tells you because and uh, I love her. She cares. Why well, you get any mailbag saying thank you for blowing your snot? I'll have to look over. at the yeah. during the break and see <laughs> yeah. if uh, anyone. She actually asked me if she's allowed to fire people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. On, it's not on the paper. But she what's asked. Funny, Am what's, I allowed to fire people? I what's said, no, funny you're not. is that she will walk in at some point this week and she will smack me. <laughs> She's she's coming. She's coming. So she's listening to this because she says you, they're on TV and they're doing this. I said, Ma, it's not TV. <laughs> this is TV because she watches right. it on her TV. So it's t- TV. You but can't do that. I'm actually TV. thin. The TV just adds weight. Yeah, it adds 10 pounds to TV, right? That's <laughs> what happened to me. Um, so can we add now at this point what is uh, the combustion of this? Yeah. Yep. Is it uneven to raise a shop? Combustion. This is the raise a shop. This is the combustion line, the little black line that connects the ash to the wrapper. You look at this, and this has a lot to do with aged tobacco and how that combustion line is there. It is raise a shop. This is a very aged tobacco, well constructed cigar. We we, we don't say stacking times anymore. No, we we don't say that. Because it would I, be. I don't think we ever did. No, not really. Uh, razor shop all the way to the far right uh, on me. Is it burning hasty to slow, left to right, hasty to slow? Yeah, for I, a Corona, I'm saying this is on the slow side. Slow side. I, I went four. I'm going to go four and a half. Ed? I was in the middle. And I, I, uh, in the middle. I set... I set mine down for a minute and picked it back up. It did not go out, and that's my ta- that's my test. I don't know what you guys do, but as far as does it burn steady, it either does or it doesn't. It goes out, mm-hmm. it gets a bad mark, it yeah, stays it, lit, it stays lit. Yeah, so extinguishes or burns steady, meaning steady you had to relight. Burner. I haven't reload. We did a lot of talking. It burns steady, uh, and I'm going to give this a five out of five of that. Uh, um, I did as well. Okay, we got more to get to. This is cigar number 2516 from Cigar Journal. How's it tasting for you? They're not, um, we can go to first third yeah, yeah. flavor notes. First third, I did mint julep, chocolate, and slightly floral. And I have black pepper, vegetal, slightly bitter, dark roasted coffee. Well, mocha is chocolate and coffee. Uh, I had that on my cold drawer, so I'll, I'll agree with your coffee. And I went with a very dark, bitter chocolate on the initial light before I got to the wrapper, where you picked up some sweetness once you were into the wrapper as well. Okay, so, I have dark chocolate and nuts. You ever get that dark chocolate, that the nuts are in the chocolate, yeah. and you get that right there, so there's a little salt to it too, and... Uh, 
we got to stop saying this though pretty soon. Yes. Maybe, right? Yes. <laughs> well, we're not an employee of 27 2516. That we know of. That we know of. Because we don't even know of what that is. Okay, so that's the first third. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get to the second third. We'll talk about the smoke, the ash, the body, the power, uh, and lots more. Stick around, everybody. Um, we got some in the mailbag. We're live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider Cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada Number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. 
Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more. It's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. Hi, this is Nestor Miranda from Miami Cigar, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority. And we're back. Smoking a cigar. Go to your favorite brick-and-mortar retailer and ask for 2516. (laughs) We don't know what this is. It's 2516 from Cigar Journal. This is how we do it. We smoke the cigar and uh, see some flavor notes and things like that. So uh, we are into our second uh, second third. That's how they break it down. Barry, I think this this all started. I remember starting with Cigar Journal years ago, and it wasn't broken down this way. And then they changed it up. I think this might have been you or the bloggers. Definitely how did the, the cold draw came how did, from you. Yeah, uh, I remember we were talking also about when we did a review online. So it wasn't as in depth as this. Yeah, so it might have been a collective thing from the show that they decided to tweak it. But the cold drawer, to me, is important because it prepares you for the smoke. But when you started doing cigar reviews, this is way back. Way back. Um, Did you always always do first, third, second, third, third? third? Yeah. Yeah, Was it out there? It was out there. Uh, The guys at Stogie Review, Jerry Cruz, uh, Brian Hewitt, and uh, Walt White. Okay. Uh, not the meth guy, but the reviewer. <laughs> all right. Uh, they, they started it in thirds. Uh, it was a Breaking Bad reference. Oh, all right. Um, so it was just, it was out there, you know. So okay. just follow the uh, the mold. Okay. So they created that, and then you added cold draw to it? Yes. Cold draw, aroma off the foot before lighting. Oh, which we actually didn't smell the cigar. It's not asking for that, the um, yeah. aroma of it. Um, it. it I have on the second third, I started off with dark chocolates and nuts, and as I go into the second third, it's a cinnamon spice, little pepper to it, barbecue mystique type of flavors. Yeah, man. I, have, I get smoky barbecue with some sweetness, slight be- black pepper on the top. There we go. So we're, we're, we're lined up there. I got chocolate, cashews, and cinnamon. 
which I had in my first, but uh, I have, the nuts and uh, the, the chocolate. Slightly sweet, dark roasted coffee, hazelnuts, milk chocolate, and black pepper. Well, you're way off, Mr. Jonathan. Yeah, I don't have any pepper on this cigar. <laughs> no? No, and you know, maybe if the Los Kaidos just done me to the pepper, mm-hmm. uh, but no pepper. Too bad we didn't all smoke the same cigar. <laughs> I said me. I didn't say us. All right, so now we're looking at smoke, little to voluminous. 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 A lot of smoke or a little smoke, left to right. Eh, four. See, I went two, but there's times where it's at four. Um, as the cigar cools down, the smoke production stops. It's not self-smoking. Uh, so I went two. I'm with I'm with you with two. Also, that um, it sometimes there's almost no smoke and it doesn't seem like it's even lit. Yes, and and it is. So it's burning nice and slow. That's how I like it. I don't want it smoking itself. Jonathan, where are you? I got uh, voluminous. A lot of smoke for you. Well. Not out of your mouth. That's a lot of smoke. That's out of your mouth. Yeah. You're looking at the cigar. Every cigar. You review it how you review it. I review it how I review it. I'm not changing it because you don't like it. They're talking about the smoke coming off. They don't tell you what they're talking about. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. So you go by how much smoke comes out of your mouth. Correct. Sometimes it's voluminous and sometimes it's not all that much. And it has to do with how well it draws and how much combustible material and where is the combustible material. He'll just argue. Yeah. I've been Black doing it white. the same way for five years. I'm not changing it. All right. Hot or cool? cool. Left to right. I gave it a, a worn on cool. You can hold it right up at the ash and it's not even warm. Yeah. And, and, and it's staying solid. Yeah. Sometimes you smoke a cigar and it gets hot and it gets soft. Yeah, and, you can press it. So I'm with you. It's burning pretty cool. I'm going to go not all the way, but I'm going to go half a notch. Uh, yeah, I went a full notch the okay. other way. I went dead center. It's not hot. It's not cool. So you can see that Jonathan is completely. (laughs) (laughs) I review how I review. They haven't fired me yet. What do I have left here? Complexity. I want to finish that at the end. Harmony at the end. Body. I think we can get to now. How are we in body? Elusive to full. It's kind of dead center for me. I went uh, the half notch between dead center and a little more. Yeah, I went two and a half. Yeah, a little, little more than center. Uh, I, I'd say you're good there, too. That's where I'm going to go. That's, that's where I'm at, sort of the three and a half. Yeah. Although my ex was nudged more towards the middle. So you not only go in the middle of it, you go to... <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they count that differently. Right. Um, boldness and power. Now, that's interesting because we have a body, and then we have a boldness, mild to bold. All right, body is the flavors, and boldness is the strength. Okay. That's the way I look at it. And I have this dead center. This is medium body yeah. all the way I, through. Well, medium strength all the way through. dead center. I'm a little more than dead center. I'm going to go a half a notch over the dead center, as you would expect. Yeah, you know, you come in with a six, we come in with a five. Yeah. <laughs> the way it works. Mr. J? Yeah, I'm dead center. Dead center on that. All right. Uh, we have a couple left to go, and we'll get to them at the tail end of this, which is going to be complexity, one-dimensional to multi-layered, and the finish short or long. That's the finish after you blow the smoke out of your mouth. The, the taste and flavors that remain after how long the finishes of the cigar. And then we have to give it a number rating. 
at the end, which, which I'm not big on, but that's what they want, and that's the way they'll get it. Um, right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true. Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) Alex, I'll take really creepy new horror movie plots for 400, please. This one is a yarn that is so cool. A team of researchers at the French National Institute of Health and Medical Research in Bordeaux have grown yarn from human skin cells that they call a human textile. And they say it could be used by surgeons to close wounds or assemble implantable skin grafts. It could also be used for dressmakers, and Buffalo Bill would have killed for this one. Yeah. It puts the lotion on its skin where it gets the hose again. And that's not only insane, it's asylum. Wow. And you can use other people's skins on other people's yep. skin. It's not like a body part yep. that it's going to react yep. different. And it tastes nice with uh, Chianti. Mm. <laughs> a little fava bean. Mm. It came out of Bordeaux. Drink it with a French Bordeaux, or eat it with a French Bordeaux. Complexity, one dimensional or multi layered? It's pretty multi-layered. I mean, we're all getting yeah. multiple flavors. Yeah, I went a four on that one. Uh, let's see. I went. I'll uh, go with a four myself. That's I, good. I went full on five. Whoa! I got. I got like. I got six notes so far on the cigar, and five of them are different. Uh, chocolate is only <laughs> existing in the first and the second third. So five out of six. That's multi-layered to me. Is it picking up? I, I'm. I'm at the bottom third here. Is it picking up and strength? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm still at medium. Yeah, I'm getting there. Taking the band, sliding the band off. Um, Harmony. Little harmony or much harmony? To me, I don't know how you guys do it, but if the flavor notes that I'm getting all would work together in food, that to me is harmony. And if if they wouldn't work, then... You're looking for sweet salt. Correct. Yeah. So this has this has good harmony. It's the chocolate notes, the coffee notes, the nutty notes. Those are all things that go, go together. They go together. I would smoke this cigar. It's it's a little more powerful than my yeah. liking. It would be something that I'd say this is a good cigar. If if I you know went to a trade show and I saw the cigar and smoked the cigar, I'd say it's a very good cigar. I don't know what mm-hmm. pricing wise. That would be an interesting thing to say. How much this is a cigar? Uh, a guess of that, but there's plenty of harmony here, and I'm going to give it a um, a four and a half out of five. There's a lot going on there. How about finish? Short finish or a long finish? After the smoke is gone, the cigar, the flavor taste stays with you for? It's, it's on the long side. I went with a four. Yeah, I'm going four. I went three and a half. I'll go four and a half. Now, if, if something- It's a in, long finish. If something in here was floral, for example- I don't feel floral and coffee, for example, go together well. Yes, correct. So that would be a lack of harmony, just to re-clarify mm-hmm. yeah. from the last one. I got gotcha. you. It does happen from time to time where the notes just don't, they don't match up They're well. They're discordant notes. Correct. Now, yeah. just for fun, and it's not on this list or anything, yeah. we got to put uh, flavor notes in the final third, and we'll get to that in a second. But would you guess the country of origin of the cigar? Yes, I would even go as far to guess the factory. 
Really? Yeah. Whoa. I don't know that I'd guess the factory, but I could guess the, the country of origin. What, so, what, what factory are you saying? Uh, it's Nicaraguan, right? I think it's Tavacusa. I think it's uh, Rocky. This is a Rocky Patel. Tabacusa so. is Nicaraguan. Mm. I would say this is Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah, definitely Nicaraguan. Yeah. This is a Rocky Patel cigar that looks like this? It, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, a cigar under his portfolio that doesn't have the Rocky Patel name on it. What is it? Uh, it's Hamlet. And Hamlet has uh, the Liberation, has the shaggy foot. So this might be the Hamlet Liberation, hmm. which is the blue and white band. Which we don't carry. No. Yet. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yes, it is. Well, let me ask you, have you ever gone back to see the results? And buy something? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah. CLE got us on one. <laughs> and, and sometimes I didn't really love a certain cigar, and then I got the results, and I went right downstairs, grabbed the cigar, mm. and smoked it again, and because it dramatically changes well, your point of view of it's, it's interesting too because if you're at a trade show in Las Vegas and you try something you're not smoking it the way we're smoking correct. it here we so, are, if if cigar journals listening we pay attention to it we take this very very serious yeah. we're asked to do this thing and we and play very serious and you see me sometimes that i say i can't smoke the cigar because i have paperwork to do and i can't right. i actually can't multitask doing this and you gotta know be, that this is the first time i've ever done one of these while i'm trying to run a show right. normally i'll sit first thing in the morning first cigar of the day and go through and do one and take it as serious yeah. as you can because this is somebody's company and this thing is going to ha have a number to it and whatever, and I hope everybody else does it, takes it as serious as we do. Uh, so let's get to the thirds, final flavor notes on the final third. I picked up a little uh, a little chalky component. The cocoa's still there. Coffee grounds, spent coffee grounds. And, spent. Uh, black pepper. Coffee grounds after you cooked it. Yeah. And then eating the coffee grounds. Yeah, you know, you taste a little bit of them. You ever have the the, the um, coffee bean inside the ch the dark chocolate? Yeah, and you eat it. Is it some of that? Yeah, yeah. I had uh, I had dark chocolate, but I wound up crossing it out because maybe the first third or the last third that chocolate note disappeared. So I'm gonna consider it a carryover from the second third. All so right. I removed it. So I went espresso, wood, cashews, and salt. Yeah, I had some oakiness. Which and you're would... still not getting any pepper bear. None. I still have pepper, not hot even, spice. Not even on the retro hill. Would you say, Ed? I got a little oakiness on it, so that you were saying oaky the whole with, time. Yeah, I never got. I never really got that. You know, I'd say as I progressed into the final third, I got some of the bitterness back, not an unpleasant bitterness. You know, like a a pith kind of a, a yeah. bitterness. I don't think we'll get the results on this next week. We have till. The end of the month, I think, to yeah. review it. And I don't think they're going to send us the information until after that. I still have a lot left. I'm going to have to double up. Yeah, two a day. Yeah. I've done it. I, I, when I had not, not a lot on my plate, I'd do three or four mm -hmm. if I was able to do it. But I haven't been able to do it, too. I think I have four left to go. Uh, all right. So we're going to try to start figuring out numbers. That will give you um, a, a little time right now as we get into the Don Raphael offer of the day. Brought to you by Don Raphael. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? 
Give up your thumb on your dominant hand. Half a million dollars. Give up your thumb on your dominant hand. Get a half a million in cash, undeclared. It's all yours. I got a buddy who lost his thumb on his dominant hand to a table saw accident. Got nothing for it. He still did uh, two more professional boxing matches afterwards. Really? And was fine. He didn't, he didn't win either of the matches, but it had nothing to do with his thumb. He, he wasn't was, a good boxer yeah. before that. <laughs> didn't make and he got no box. money. Hmm. I think I could do it. Half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. Take the thumb. I say no because it's an important part of how I hold my cigar. Do you smoke it? Do you hold your cigar? You don't and... have to hold it like a douche. Yeah, you can hold it like a normal person. Hold it, you know? So is that interesting? Because I'm a lefty. I'm holding my cigar on the left. You guys are righties. You're holding your cigar on the right. Uh, Ollie is. Left. Are you a lefty? No. And you hold it always on the left. It's because I'm producing the show. And you need I right. keep this free, hand free for but, the but, mouse. But how about on a regular thing? You're not producing the show. Uh, I still go left a lot because I used to smoke a lot in a car that was a standard and so it was just easier to have it in the left yeah in the car I, I, I would hold. probably never do it on, on the right I, I just did it now just to see how it felt it feels very you weird. still have a, a thumb on the other hand you can still give the thumbs up right but Jonathan I, was I don't know I don't hold it with my thumb though I, hold I was it just over right here trying to run the show without well maybe this I thumb. do I'd have to become ambidextrous because it's hard to use a mouse when the thumb is gone. I mean, it's right down to here, right? I'm yeah. losing the whole thing. Hold on. I'm going to keep it. Plus a half a million ain't enough. If I want a million, <laughs> maybe? No. No? Hey, go to two and I'll start Barry's thinking. not doing it because of holding a cigar. Yes. But Jonathan's <laughs> looking for some cash right now. Could go for the cash. And yeah. you as an Italian person, you can't lose your thumb because you got to be able to do hey. this. Hey. <laughs> you can still do that. <laughs> Without the thumb? They took my thumb, Charlie? Anything? <laughs> no. By the way, the chat, village? chat room's complaining. That they realized it's 2 o'clock, so we're not going to get to the classic three-way. Yeah. Uh, they're hoping it's not a permanent thing because it's two weeks in a row that we skipped the wow. classic three-way. And I have it all done. But Let's go long. We ran out of time. You want to go long? we yeah. got an after show. So we'll take five minutes. We'll do classic three-way. Yeah, I thought Our everyone, fans want it. Rudy that, demands it. This is a, a thing that everybody didn't want, and we got a, we got that coming out soon. Is is asking people what they think of this? It's time for the classic three way. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. It's time for this day in classic history. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Classic Cigars are now the most affordable cigar brand in America. With prices as low as a dollar fifty, this cigar has something for everyone. The Classic Connecticut is light and smooth. The classic Maduro is bold, but never overpowering. The classic Cameroon sits somewhere in between with hints of sweetness. And the classic Cuban is a real knockoff of the taste and flavors from old-time Havanas. Classic cigars are sold in cost-saving bundles of 20 and sold in five great sizes, ranging from $1.50 to $2.25 per cigar, which makes classic the most affordable premium handmade cigar in America. Classic Cigars. February 15th. Barry? Uh, it's been so long, I don't remember. I think it is. Germany announced construction of the Volkswagen Beetle, the people's car. They announced production? They announced construction of the Volkswagen Beetle. 1962. 1962. I'm going to go 
1940. 40. 1925. 25 for the point. It's 1936 the by car- Adolf Hitler. It's the car of choice by serial killers, too. Adolf Hitler did it. 1936. Because the trunk is in the front, so when they have the body in the trunk, they feel like they're dominating over oh. the body, so they like the beetle. A lot of serial killers throughout history own the beetle. Is that true? Yes, sir. You're going with it anyway. Uh, Ed Sullivan, Walt Disney's animated film Cinderella premieres in Boston today. In Boston, you said. It happened in Boston. What year? Uh, 1938. 38. 1940. 40. 30. 30. Mr. Jonathan will take it at 40. It's 1950. Mr. Jonathan's got two points. Barry's got none. Ed's got none. We got one more question. Two points to tie it. And we have a... Um, tiebreaker. A very interesting tiebreaker. Very interesting. Um, over to you, Mr. Jonathan. John Lennon passes his driving test today. John Lennon passed his driving test today. How do I know this? I don't know. It was on the internet somewhere. But it happened today. This is, this is tricky. It could be tricky. Mr. Jonathan goes first. Uh, I'm going to say 1959. 59. Got a little late. You know, I, I wrote down 64, but I think it happened much later in his life. I wish I didn't write that down, but I'm going to say 64. 64, he said. Yeah, I was thinking 65. He had to get some fame first. Because I bet he didn't get it when he was eligible for it. I'm going to bet it happened in the 70s. You say 65? Yeah. Somebody's got two points. Ed Sullivan, and it ties it. Ties it. 1965, Ed Sullivan. We got a tie-tie, and Barry's in on this. Um, And it goes to Barry. Escape mass murderer Ted Bundy (laughs) is recaptured in Pensacola, Florida today. What year? 58. 58. See, I must be way off because I was thinking it was more like 1972. 72. 55. 55. You weren't way off. You are the winner. Ed Sullivan, it was 1978. You said 72 for the point and win, Ed Sullivan. And there you go for whoever oh, listened and said, I want to hear. By the way, I think I was the champion when anyway, we started. And too. then you still are. Then you still are. Uh, the after show, we're going to be talking about cold weather smokes today Ooh. because it is freezing out. It was zero or below. I think it was warming up into the 20s today. Yeah, so that'll be good anyway. So what we have to do right now is the final answer here for cigar number 2516. And we need a um, rating number. So I'm going to go to Barry first because he's the king of the ratings. People say he gives ratings too high. Let's see. Uh, Based on what Jonathan has there, it's true. I have a 93. 93 for Barry. 93. Did you even look at the criteria on the... Yes, I think it's a excellent cigar. Okay. Yeah, so the criteria here is from 97 to 100 is in a class by itself. 95, 92 to 94 is excellent. So you're saying 93, yep. that would be two, between 92 and 94. Yep. You think it's an excellent cigar. Yep. Very good, 89 to 90. Good is 86 to 87. Mediocre is 83 to 84, and you can go to 82 to 100. That's where it's letting you go to. Hmm. Where are you going, Ed Sullivan? I'm going 92. 92. 
is Ed Sullivan, and I am going to go next because I am 92. We were spot on, Ed Sullivan, yeah. all the way through. So we're on, right. On this. So I, I think it is. Now, it, when Jonathan comes in below, I think he's going to prove us to be absolutely spot on here. 89. 89. I came in at. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. That's from Dave. I'm going to say it's a Nicaraguan cigar. I don't know of that cigar that you mentioned. Um, Hamlet. Yeah. Blue. The blue. I think it's the Liberation. Okay. Uh, do you know that, Ed Sullivan? Do you know that cigar? No, I know we've got the, what's the green one? We've got that. Um, yeah, we've got the Tobacco Arrow. Right, which is, sim- it has a similar size with a, a similar look. But not with that shaggy foot, it doesn't. No, no, no shaggy foot. No shaggy. This is a Nicaraguan cigar, um, Nicaraguan tobacco. Not necessarily made in Mm -hmm. Nicaragua, but this is Nicaraguan tobacco for sure. What do you think? Yeah, I'm with you. You're going to agree on something? I agree. Well, that's it. I think at that point the show's over because Mr. Jonathan's agreeing to something. So next week is 222. It is Dos Ombre Day. It's my brother's birthday. Your brother's birthday, more importantly. And um, we're going to get ourselves in trouble like we always do. It's the prediction show. So I will be naming companies out and what I think is going to happen. They get mad at me if I don't name them, and then they get mad at me if I do name them. So it's going to be uh, mad no matter what. And these guys are going to, for the first time, chime in also and give some of their predictions too. So we'll see how that goes. Get your tinfoil hats out. It's the Prediction Show next week. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And you've learned nothing else in the last two hours, so keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.